You're feeling a bit insecure about starting a YouTube channel, but decide to do it in the niche that you love. So one day you sit with a tray full of food in front of you, just like thousands of people before you have done, and switch the camera on. But for you, it will mean your life will change for the worse. This is Kate Yap's channel analysis 4 out of 4, the ultimate prank or just a YouTube channel. We here, we here, we here. <laughs> Maya is the name. Analysis of Kate Yap's channel is the game. We are here. I will never ever in my life watch that disgusting video of her eating brains. Let's just be honest here for a second. How much money did she or let's whoever, whoever, whatever your opinion is, whoever is holding her, how much money did I give to this channel? Let's just be honest here for a second. Just re-watching 30 videos at least four plus times. How much money did I give this woman? Because then, you know, you wait through the ads, you watch the ads. Can somebody let me know yet another actionable point for you? Without further ado, this is Katie Abstract. 4 out of 4, which means it would very much make sense if you open this video first to watch the part 1, 2, and 3 before coming here. But if you just want to watch a POV from Kate Yap's point of view, then hey, you are welcome. You're also maybe weird, but this is how you like to live your life, and I welcome it. Last week I've done a video as if I were her kidnapper. This week I'm doing it as if I'm Kate herself. And I won't be pulling like any accent or anything, won't be like dressing as her, like don't expect me to make ridicule out of it. The purpose of it is for you to realize which story are you buying into more and then for all of the details and the analysis of every single thing in her videos, watch parts one and two. So let's go. I'm getting into the Katie episode one last time. I want to say I'm going to miss it, but then I'd be lying to you because I love the fact that I have done this analysis. Let me know if you want analysis of like Ash vlogs or like any other mysterious like YouTube channels in the future or what other things I should be covering in this series. But yeah, I'm not gonna miss watching her eat raw fish. That part I will definitely not miss. So let's go one last time. Let's crack a bed and begin. I created a YouTube channel on March the 1st, 2018. At first, I didn't even think about posting. I was new to it all, had no idea how it worked. I just knew I had this good quality camera at home. Mukbangs were on the rise, but my English is not the best, so I knew the only niche I would fit on YouTube would be ASMR. I also knew I didn't have an amazing background, nor are my eating manners pleasing to watch. But I like to restrain myself from eating a long time and then purge, so I thought why not try to make a few videos and profit out of it. Raw fish is my favorite, so on April the 23rd I sat down in front of the camera with a tray of raw salmon in front of me. I knew that beyond the focus on the tray, I wouldn't like to reveal anything about my surroundings or my identity. That's why everything about my channel is quite generic, from its name to the descriptions I would later leave. 
there was never a bigger plan like sharing this on the social media or focusing on growth. I was actually quite surprised that after 15 videos I had the growth of 150,000 subscribers and then it just skyrocketed. I strayed away from eating fish twice and it was visible to you friends that I didn't enjoy it. So I switched back. I had never eaten dirty food with my hands being dirty for these alarms to start. There I was, putting a blindfold on that would still allow me to see, but hopefully would not creep people out, with a handband I always used to wipe my mouth sitting in front of a camera. For the first few videos, I struggled with mic placement, but after that I think the videos do sound better and I can move freely. I decided to do a couple of other things to improve on the sound. As you have seen, I changed the blindfold three times because, in my opinion, nothing is worse than hearing the nasal sounds in somebody's videos. I also mentioned in some of my videos that I cover parts of my nose because some of it is malformed. And it might be that with time I might have gotten more comfortable to show you more and more of my nose, but I still cover my deformity. You might have also noticed that at first I would utter a couple of words, but after some time I realized that really doesn't fit my channel. Sometimes you hear my surroundings, which brought people to start speculations, but there is nothing to those. My flatmates or my friends are sometimes in the room, moving by the camera to make sure it's recording and that the battery doesn't die, like in that one video. This ensures that the viewers can watch me enjoy finishing my food, but also plenty of other YouTubers have either sound engineers or producers that are with them in the room while they're recording. But when a girl doesn't do something that's aesthetically pleasing, that's when you start up the fuss. If I were to cut out all of the background noises and the sounds out, what that would mean for you as a viewer is that sometimes you might be picking up with the first bite of salmon and then the next second you would be watching me eating the last bite of that piece. In my eyes, it defeats the whole purpose of the channel, because I would rather mess up that part and let you enjoy what you actually subscribed for, which is mukbang. Bowls moving can be justified by the table incline. Someone giving me directions. There are plenty of videos where I have not denied someone being in the room helping me out. Noises in the background can be explained by not having the most professional mic. Once I opened up the comment section, those comments started affecting some of my actions. I even painted my nails at times, wore a necklace, pair of earrings, rings, put on fashionable outfits, everything to stop it. I even started communicating with people through on-screen text and that somehow backfired. I was so excited to engage with the community. I even started using my limited knowledge of English language to write up the clickbait titles so that you are as excited as I was. But then the negative comments started prevailing. 
This would affect me differently week by week and sometimes I would have to switch both comments and likes off in order to have a peaceful day of the schedule. Suddenly, I couldn't do anything right. People started judging every single action I would make. They started with these conspiracy theories, first one being that I'm chained to this metal table. Why don't I invest in expensive-looking cutlery and a nicer-looking table and backdrop? They would just not hear that this is my aesthetic and that nothing is wrong with me. The way I would fight it is usually just by respecting the good comments and only responding to those. Plus, that really helped my mental health. Why would I engage with conspiracy theories and people asking me to wear a certain color to show that I'm in danger when I already addressed most of your questions, whether it is with on-screen texts or in descriptions or as a pinned comment? People overanalyzed everything that was on that tray, from the tape to which scissors was I using. Do you really think, if I were in danger, that I would not have used one of the plenty devices that I was given to cut the fish with during those recordings, to harm the person that was behind the camera and even have the record of it because it would still be recording? I could have also used any of those tools in order to harm myself. From the scissors, to the pliers, to the oven and the cable that it was connected to. Not to even mention that the food and what is actually on those trays speaks for itself. If you look closely at any of the sauces, the paste that I use for the food, this is not cheap supermarket stuff. The food is always organized nicely on the tray and looks fresh. As for the use to that tape that you have seen, the bowl wouldn't shut properly, so I taped a corner of it and then haven't removed it out of the shot in two videos, never thinking it would be such a big deal. You can also clearly see that I'm using the same cutlery to eat the food, that I am in the same household stating to you on screen that I'm fine. As for the editing skills, I'm sorry, I never said that I was a pro editor. The mic is unfortunately able to pick up all of the background noises, but don't you think if I were in danger that somebody would get the autofocus mic to eliminate this from happening? And even in my personal life, I text my friends using both caps and lowercase. It's just something I do. I never send any calls for help through on-screen text. Why wouldn't I just outright type it? There are easier ways to hide these messages, like in the responses to your comments, or masked by the color of the food on the screen, or some text hidden on that tape that everybody is commenting on. Maybe hidden writing on the top of that sink or at the bottom of the walls that you are all so attentively looking at. Plus, it just doesn't seem like you're thinking about the technicalities of it. Once I reached monetization, I had to both verify my Google email address and my bank account. Surely, if you are correct and somebody is holding me captive, I would have flagged up on some system as a fraud, and this would have been a perfect opportunity for me to provide somebody with false information and to actually alert the right authorities to help me. 
And no, none of the on-screen text is me apologizing to my captor. All of it is directed at you, but not in a twisted way. Except a few times when you pissed me off and I started messing with you, saying someone's torturing me. But I always owed up to the fact that they are not in the end. Personally, the most bizarre theory to me is that I am being held hostage and my captor is asking me to edit the videos, but is not allowing me the access to the internet, right? By that theory, how am I aware of other mugbangers? How am I aware of how to make the bluff source and tag the right creator and point them to the right video? And how am I aware of the challenges that are happening online in this niche and also inviting you to participate in one such challenge? I don't blame you for this next one because I was the one to decide to delete this video in the first place. But all of your doubts about my well-being can really be squashed by that deleted video. I do this stupid thing where I try to put Mentos and Coke inside of a balloon and then put it inside of a fish. I experimented trying to see if it will explode if I stab the balloon with a knife and hey, it didn't. It wasn't the most charming moment of my life. But it's clearly me standing for you this time with my hands and my favorite ring in the shot, the same editing I use on the screen, and I have a knife in my hand, not so chained under the table anymore. Going back to my usual schedule and something that I was judged for the most, my clothes and my bruises. The bruises have been explained, and a simple Google search will tell you that I'm not lying. You see how they change color and texture in the next few videos. Plus, if I wanted to hide them, I could have just put longer sleeves on like I do in most of my clips. The same really applies to hairier arms, chipped nail polish, and however I dressed. I didn't let any of my viewers own me by deciding what I do in the comments. You also seem to have found my state of mind questionable. In almost all descriptions, I told you, I eat fast and I chew little, but I have always eaten like this and I have never been troubles. My organism got adapted. My organism could have adapted for all different reasons, whether it is binge eating disorder or whether it is mental health issues. You will never know. Because just like with the explanation about my identity, I don't owe you an explanation on this front either. And even when I tried explaining, has it ever worked? The negative comments never stopped, so I just stopped interacting with you guys directly. And rather I distanced myself and reacted to you in post-production, where I could distance myself from all the negativity. I will tell you the only people that are hurting me are the ones spreading the rumor that no one's with me while I'm eating and, as I said at the end of one of my videos, stop worrying about me and take care of yourself. The reason why I copied someone's explanation on me not using Morse code in a video is because I was done explaining myself. 
If held hostage, why would I have waited for 20 plus videos to use Morse code? It's not like the captor would have taught me how to signal for help. I was giving you the signs these last few videos that the negativity has really gotten to me. I trolled you a bit in that last one, saying I can die in peace after this last bite. And yet, all you see is this. You don't see me getting up to show you the teeth that have just fallen out, evidently proving I'm not chained and can move freely. Just another showcase of you seeing only what you want to see. And the big question of the day, why did she stop posting? I could not do right by anyone any longer. Whatever I was to tell you, you would not have believed it. You didn't believe my teeth fell out because they were wisdom teeth, for natural reasons. Any natural movement of mine was misconstrued as something sinister going on. The comments became too much with the growth of my channel and really affected my mental health. And I think it was visible. You probably noticed it through my manic eating, not smiling any longer, sometimes not even at the beginning and at the end of my videos. Plus, I limited myself by only eating fish, which would mean that this type of channel would have to end eventually. And now for a second, imagine if I was to come back. Would the conspiracy theories not just continue? Or would you, on the other hand, get bored of the content and then hate me and spread negativity for different kind of reasons? I had never lied to you. From the beginning, I fit the type of channel that I wanted to create. I told you it won't be aesthetically pleasing, and I delivered. The only thing is, you saw only what you wanted to see, rather than what fit my personality or the channel that you were watching. Snap out of the POV, snap out of the POV, we're out. It's, it's my, it's back my, I, I know you, it's hard to recognize me. Why are you so silly? Why are you so retarded? It's hard to recognize you like a fucking actress. You're not. You suck at this. But the point of it was, which story sounds better? Which story doesn't make you go insane? Was it the previous week's one or was it this week's one? And that can probably tell you what you really think about Katie Up's channel. As you could probably guess, to me, this story flows better. Still, that doesn't mean that I don't stand by what I said in the very first video, and that is that I would rather know for sure. There have been actionable points that I had given you throughout all of these videos, and, you know, if you want to embark on any of them, from getting her height, identifying certain objects in some of those videos, or, I don't know, hacking her IP address, don't do that, I'm not advising, I'm not encouraging this, don't do it, privacy, respect people's privacy and whatnot. I am still just saying that I would rather know for sure that she is completely safe and okay without knowing her address, her location, her identity, all of that. If that could be, like, confirmed for us for sure, then the whole internet would come the fuck down, would stop speculating, and maybe if Kate is actually safe, if everything is okay, she would be able to come online and do this and profit even more out of it. And everybody's happy, okay? That's it. I want everybody to be happy. 
And really this week after I analyzed this and sort of like started writing up the conclusions, I thought of it as if it were a true crime case. And I know it's not. But let's just entertain it as like a mysterious true crime case where either we are thinking somebody is falsely accused or where we don't have a culprit. There will be gaps in the story whichever plot we see fitting. But there will always be one timeline of events that reads better, that flows better, that just makes a lot more sense. So having that in mind, let me know in the comments which one it is for you. To me personally, this POV sounds more natural, especially since I discovered the deleted video. I only discovered it through this research. And again, from the on-screen text, you can see that it is definitely from her channel. And it's just like people doing different reactions to it. And it is, again, super strange, super creepy. Like, what the hell? It's one of the weirdest videos you will ever see. But this video, if anything, shows you that she is, again, moving freely within the same environment. Also, something else that I didn't hear other people mention when analyzing Katie Up's channel is from the perspective of advocates for missing people. So, from the perspective of missing people's family. In the first video, we discussed Carly Gosset's case, the theory being that Katie Up might possibly be a missing person. Advocates for the missing people are usually on a point when following up on different possible clues. So, for somebody to have missed out on a YouTuber with over a million subscribers in the center of the whole conspiracy, and also with so many identifiers in her videos, I just don't buy that a missing person's family would not have picked up on those and they would be the ones that would be able to action something. To possibly call the police, request under the Freedom of Information Act for YouTube to, well, reveal this IP address or investigate further, in which case the privacy would need to take the back seat because they would need to be given some answers and this would need to be investigated further. That being said, the actionable points from videos 1 and 2 are still there. And if somebody out there is more versed in YouTube, let me know what else can be done for us to have it confirmed once and for all that somebody conducted a welfare check on the person behind this channel. And just for us to know that this person, whoever she is, is safe. But as I mentioned from the POV of Katia, she doesn't owe us to even reappear somewhere and tell us that she is safe. Because would you really believe it if she did? And honestly, neither does YouTube, even though I hate to believe it. Because put yourself in that perspective. Let's say if you are a creator of any kind, or even if you are just a person online that has, I don't know, maybe tweeted something weird, and suddenly you see the police and the media at your door, you would kind of doubt to continue posting on that platform, wouldn't you? Because that would mean that they are not taking your privacy seriously either. So, I am fully not blaming YouTube, to be honest, by the end of this either. Because I understand if something like this was to happen to me, I would probably not feel safe for my location to be exposed to the public, for 
my identity. Well, I'm not hiding my identity, so that is already exposed to the public. But she never wanted that from the beginning, so... We only want to know that you're safe, Kate, okay? That is my conclusion. <laughs> we have spent hours together, and the conclusion is... Please, somebody just tell us she's safe. Don't give me the full name. Don't give me the address. I don't care where she is, as long as she's safe. No, somebody, just the police of a certain country, come with a fucking headline, she's safe. Would you still believe it? That is truly the question. If somebody wants to even come out with an article, would you still believe it? Four plus hours later, and hundreds of questions later, that is the question I'm leaving you with. Whatever happens next with this account, would we ever be able to believe that she is safe and that everything is okay? Or are we simply just stuck in the loop of hysteria? Are we? Because... That is my own personal dilemma after researching Katie up for hours and spending so much time watching her channel. Would we ever just be able to accept that she was there, she doesn't post any longer, but she's fine. She's safe. You let me know in the comments. I have rambled for like the past 10 minutes on <laughs> the tangent. The exact same point, I have made it like a hundred times in the past 10 minutes. So it is up to you to decide which story you believe in and what would you believe even if she was to resurface on this freaking platform or anywhere else. And that is truly what I have for you today. And now I'm gonna, I don't know, have a shower, say goodbye to this research forever, put it in like a drawer, close the drawer behind me, shut it down forever. And research maybe more aesthetically pleasing topics for you next month. No, they're not, but at least they don't include somebody eating fish. Hey. Sometimes you win, sometimes you lose. Wow, such deep words to end this series. So, uh, I will be seeing you for the next mini-sode, next week. For now, goodbye. Peace out. Bye! Bye, guys.